Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. And honey, don't I know it. <laughs> don't, don't I, I know, it. know it. Don't I fucking know it. Don't oh. I know it. <laughs> Carrie, you've really been through the ringer in the past 24 hours. You've shot to... You are a viral sensation any way you cut it, but you really went viral mm. um, not only within a community of people in the know of lols, but mostly not in that community, mostly in a community of people who are not only conservative, but also just ha- nary a lol to be found. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like in shock right now that um, <laughs> a one Richard Grinnell, who is the former director of national security for the united states just reposted me 
thinking I was being serious about I made a joke yesterday that yeah, we got to give context for those okay, people well, who aren't online as we know as you might have heard yesterday that Rush Limbaugh died who's famously a piece of shit and um you know there was a strong reaction on on the internet from his death uh I was not a fan of Rush Limbaugh I'm not a fan of someone who had a segment called the AIDS update where he would read off names of gay men who've died of AIDS and play Ooh. triumphant music and laugh at them. So what? I'm not. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I never fucked with Rush, um, but I know my family, certain family members of mine. Yeah, we all have super those. Did. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, I mean, he's been demonizing. He's been like a ghoul for the last like three decades. Um, but he was very popular obviously and he's like radicalized probably an entire generation of people um but i just like i'm not even like i don't even care i just i made a tweet yesterday where i said should yeah, i read, read it? it yeah please. i said my four-year-old is how i found out rush limbaugh died he retweeted the news into my timeline <laughs> then i heard him let out a cheer downstairs while i was in my room huffing paint now we're banging pots and pans on the front lawn a great day <laughs> Juanita Broderick, who was one of the women that Trump brought to the debate at post grabbing by the Pussygate to like oh, okay. one mm -hmm. of the women who accused Bill who Clinton, accused of, Bill Clinton. Of, of assaulting them, retweeted and said like, what a vile piece of shit this guy is. And it from there just like snowballed and like people thought one, I was being serious two that I actually have a child. You have a four-year-old. And three, that I'm married to a woman. <laughs> People are going, where's the mother in all this? So not but only... Also, but that I, I have a... <laughs> People really... You have a child. I think people are mostly concerned because uh, I've done a little bit of perusal of like the retweets, but then I was it's offline a doozy. for most yesterday. And then I had a friend text me today and she was like, what's going to, what's happening with Carrie? What's going on? And she like was screenshotting the, like someone was like CPS has been called. Oh, I've been reported. <laughs> I've been reported to the CPS apparently. Like I've How literally been report re reported to the that, child's. Like I don't have a child. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I'm coming out on air right now on the podcast. Set the record straight, setting the record please. straight that. I do not it's have a child. A sex unique podcast exclusive here with viral sensation Carrie O'Donnell. <laughs> Set the record straight on your child, please. I don't have do a child. Do you have a child? No, I do not have a child. And I, I will not be having a child. <laughs> do you have paint? Uh, I think we might have paint in here when Simon maybe has some paint. But like, I don't. <laughs> I I'm flattered that people would think I was capable of being a parent, but I'm I'm not a parent. They seem to be more concerned about stoking the hate. fact that no that 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 you are celebrating Rush Limbaugh's that you've taught death. your child to like celebrate the death of Rush Limbaugh, uh, and that your child has access to your Twitter account. Yeah, more so than the fact that you're off huffing paint while your child is like left unattended. Yeah. I, like, I don't see it. Like, my biggest concern, if this were a real situation, I would think, wow, he's, like, not really paying attention because he's really busy huffing paint and maybe he has some substance abuse issues that he yeah. should take care of. And, like, I'd be more that's concerned on me. about that. On, like, I told on myself, if, if this is the case, like, I really told on myself for, mm -hmm. like, mentioning that I was huffing paint. 
What is Child Protective Services going to do? But can we just also back up that the idea of a four-year-old tweeting? I mean, <laughs> having, maybe. But having, having access to a Twitter account? Reading, I think actually you've been a great parent because your four-year-old can fully read, mm-hmm. use the internet, and then retweet like news. And he's actually very clued into what's going yeah. on in the world. Like I found your out four, news you, from my child. If you have a four-year-old, he's reading the New York Times. <laughs> That's pretty impressive for a paint-huffing absentee parent. Mm-hmm. So I would say that Thank the you. Child Protective Services is going to investigate they should definitely use that as like one of the things Arguments. in their list of pros. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the pros are maybe outweighing the cons in this situation. A lot of reply. Hold up. Your four-year-old is tweeting. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that your four-year-old has access to a Twitter account. Does anyone else think this is kind of weird that a four-year-old is tweeting? That's been a... I've gotten thousands of... Rep- I've gotten... Th- you know, I'm not... You have 2,300 a- <laughs> replies. This isn't you- a brag. Your this engagement is, is, is a, off the chain. I'm alarmed. If we I, were in Emily in Paris. Oh my God. I'd be like, your engagement is 200. Your engagement is up 250%. And you've been linked to Jezebel and BuzzFeed. Um, <laughs> I am concerned. I, I've gotten some, I've started getting some kind of vague death threats. Um, uh, not so vague. I mean, I, <laughs> just people hoping. <laughs> wishing me. On the nose. Yeah. I, well, I got one today that said, when I woke up this morning, I, I saw, <laughs> I, I like pull, uh, Simon was still sleeping. So I pulled the blankets over me and I was just reading and I got, <laughs> which is showing really how healthy my relationship is with Twitter. But um, one of the first things I saw was now we know what your face it looks like. So I would be careful. Whoa. So I was like, okay, whoa. Like this is. <laughs> That's a like a full threat. Yeah. I get a lot of gay a lot of when some of them straight men who are tweeting at me find out that I'm actually gay, they're of course they're go mad. straight to anal sex jokes yeah. that I'm you know, that I get Probably fucked in the I ass. Secretly wanna fuck you. Well, it's just it just shows and I don't think I don't think I have to explain this to any woman on social media, but it just shows you like truly the only thing straight men can go to on social media is either death or fucking yeah and those things are inextricably linked in a lot of ways lots of tweets it's it's like the beginning and the end of time death Mm -hmm. and sex yeah death and taxes death and sex but uh i like the i like that someone made you into a um like a meme that says, please pray for carrie o'donnell he is a sick man yeah lots of people telling me i'm sick that's amazing. Um, I got yeah, a lot That's of um, art. A lot of a lot of people going, We all die someday. Telling reminding me of that. I'm like, all right. True. True. Don't I know it. Someone told me today <laughs> that my child will take a <laughs> is gonna take a dump on my grave. If you're lucky. If I'm lucky, I would love that. <laughs> that at least That's... shows engagement. That's engagement. <laughs> As Lisa Barlow would say, social. Social. Yeah, that's that's a strong engagement. If my child, when I am under Huge the earth, engagement. Engagement my child takes a shit the on my on my grave. I'll take it. Wow. Um, but yeah, Richard Grinnell, that was really the a pinnacle moment. That was today. That shows. This was the that man shows who was a lot. This was the man who was the former head of intelligence in America. 
That's all you need to really know about that. Like sums the Trump up, up our country and this Trump administration in one fell swoop. Like it's shocking and also not shocking because I've we've been through years of this now. But like the way that people just take things at face value and have no like literally all you have to do is go to your profile and like look at what your bio mm -hmm. to understand that like you're a comedy writer and that like that's the deal like it literally is a one-click process to be like oh he's probably joking and then like move on with your life but the fact that people don't do that at all and are just like take it at face value is shocking i'm yeah. i'm like an invest i'm a dale in the library investigator type of gal laura has her little my fedora on, PI and my little on. And yeah. my Sherlock Holmes like monocle. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. I like to I like to look into things. But like uh, many people in this world don't. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's crazy too that people but some people are looking into like I've there's been a lot there's not there's a lot of people going apparently I've looked through his profile. Apparently he uses his child all the time in in videos. <laughs> so like I do I do videos where I like pretend that there's someone in the backseat of my car. There's no one in the car with me. Yeah, and I do videos where I'm talking have a child where I'm talking to like a child. A fa it's like a joke video, and people are taking that as evidence that I've been using my child. Like my child is in that car, off screen. It's very cue adjacent behavior. It's like, totally you are, You've outed yourself as part of the elite liberal cabal right now. Oh well, last night I was told that I was a servant of Satan. Yeah, but has I'm, anyone said like no? I'm yeah. Adrenochrome and you draining your child of their adrenochrome. Has anyone brought like a Q element into? Yeah, this? people people have said that I'm a servant of Satan. I'm in the Hollywood satanic. Like people have said that. By the way, okay. would love to be part of like would love a job. <laughs> if anyone wants to in Hollywood wants to give me a job, please hire me. Maybe you need to have a kid so the fucking hollywood yeah. like elite will hire you and give you a job one thing i wrote on a show last year that's gonna be on netflix like briefly it was i was on for a few months and i like have that in my bio and people are now tweeting at netflix being like way to hire this piece of shit can't and like showing that they've canceled their netflix subscription because of me so now I'm also like Netflix. If you're please don't <laughs> please <laughs> let me let me write for your says. shows. I'd like to write for you again. Please like don't. look if you're listening and you're from Netflix. Please, please. refer to the previous episode where we sang your praises. Please, and please. We are huge Netflix heads, and Carrie doesn't have a kid. He's just kidding. I'm just kidding. Please, I'm not. <laughs> I just made a joke, but yeah, I like that, that that freaks like, me out someone, a little too. Because I they're canceling their Netflix accounts though out of like over literally not something that doesn't exist. That's Laura, like crazy. That's crazy behavior. It's wild. I'm you know like imagine letting something ruin your day and allow you to make big life decisions like canceling your entertainment subscription services without taking just a step back and being like. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like, people are just, like, radicalized at this point. People are also tweeting at fucking some barstool guy who I just saw. I, I didn't know he follows me, apparently. But, like, I think barstool sports is shit. And they've been, I guess they have a thing where they, like, they, re they do, like, a thing where they retweet things that didn't happen. Like, people lying on so which is what the joke, the tweet is making fun of that. I was making yeah. fun of people who, like, say their kids are 
say these precocious outlandish things about like pop that clearly did not happen and are and it gets like 30,000 retweets and people are like, oh, you know, like my four year old said that Fauci's, you know, something pithy. I'm making yeah. fun of that. And people are also trying to get me being like, this guy's lying. So like it's all over the mat. Like some people are like thinking that I'm actually in earnest. But like, you know what? I'm I'm like. And I've had I've had people like friends who are truly co- like checking being like, are you OK? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not, like, these aren't people that I want to think, like, if these people don't like me, like, then I feel like I'm doing something right, honestly. Well, also, it's a literal joke. It's a so joke. It's a joke. It was, like, it's wild, but the internet is truly shocking, and honestly, I'm just glad that you have the engage. I'm glad for the engagement. I'm glad for the engagement on social. Social is blowing up. Just one more thing before we get into the reunion. Like my favorite is someone going, someone needs to some <laughs> someone wrote someone needs to do something about this. Get this kid out of this abuser's hands. And they got at POTUS. <laughs> at Biden. Like, I think they still think Trump is POTUS. Sleepy like, people, Joe like, has bigger <laughs> fish to fry than your spiritual entity of a child but that like, doesn't exist. At POTUS. And I've gotten I've gotten multiple CPS apparent like so CPS I welcome you to like come to my door I I'm a gay man living in Hollywood with my 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 life your lover with my gay <laughs> lover in a and we do not have a child I love also where's the mother I was you know where's the mother it's <laughs> not around he's Simon. gay that's why his kid's so Simon. fucked up <laughs> Simon was just like wow okay like <laughs> So, like, if you want, if they want to come to my door, like, I welcome them. They want to, like, search. But, like, I don't have a kid. Yeah, and... but also don't go to his door. Like, actually <laughs> deal with real problems. Yeah, there's like, lots the of fa- children. There's lots of children right now that need help and, like, that are. I'd like to think that CPS, if they did see this report, would be like, okay, we'll deal with it. And then actually, like, ignore it and move on to, like, people that actually need help. Enter your name into Google and then quickly find out that you don't have a child yeah. and then move on. There's a lot going on right now. There, you know, everyone should be like Venmoing whatever they can to like mutual aid funds in Texas right now and like Oklahoma and places that are like freezing. You know, Laura and I have talked about it off. Like, there's lots of issues happening right now in our country that like, you know, let's move on. And it's just psychotic. Like, we'll move on, but people getting so it just like. It blows my mind and it's like a theater of absurdity the way that people act about what people say on Twitter. Yeah. Like there's so many bigger, more pressing issues that like actually matter. And like it just Twitter to me just seems like a joke. It like is. the and whole thing is just a joke and like pretty meaningless like, at the end of the day. To quote like these kind of people, like talk about snowflakes. Like they're, <laughs> they love to make fun of liberals and like say that we're all like super, which like, you know, there's a lot of like annoying liberals as there are every, but like they're the GOP, like those kind of republic are the, the most like non-law people in the, that you can imagine. Yeah. Like they have no null. sense of humor. So like you guys all need to get a fucking sense of humor and a grip and like, let's actually focus on like pressing things than some fucking unemployed writers i hope it drives engagement to the pod i mean 
but in a positive <laughs> Laura, way. <laughs> Laura engaged too. She tweeted at me, fuck you and your son, Liam. Your hateful little son, Liam. Your hateful little son. I think you got some hate too. Did I? Someone said we were trying to have a threesome with your yeah. son. I was like, that's pretty disgusting. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> rank. Anyone that was anyone that was engaging with me was also getting like so I I I, I appreciated your shot I wanted in the dark. to hop on the hate train and let everyone know that, that I, I take a stand sh- against you and your piece, piece of, of shit little son. Piece of shit kid. <laughs> your son that is inexplicably genius. Has a Twitter. Beyond, beyond his years, has a Twitter, can fully read and interact with the internet, and is very in the know of current events. Um, some may say he's a savant. His IQ is off the charts. Smarter than me. But boy, is he a hateful little fucker. Like, my, my nephew is too. <laughs> so that's like imagining, like, Teddy tweeting. Yeah. Like, retweeting. Retweeting. Be- reading thing news, getting a New York Times alert, and retweeting Woo! it. And it's showing up on your timeline. And then going, let's bang pots and pans, Dad. And then, And while you're busy huffing paint, just trying to get a high to deal with your... <laughs> To deal with all your emotional yeah. highs and lows, you got to get one on and you take a second away from your paint can that you're huffing and then say, let's celebrate, son. Let's take it to the lawn. <laughs> People are wild. <sighs> it's a wild, wild, it's the wild, wild west out there. But you know what? <sighs> Speaking of west, let's go, let's go to the wild, wild west right now to Utah. Mm-hmm. We're in the second I'm, part of the iconic, already iconic reunion three-parter yeah. of Salt Lake City Housewives. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening, <laughs> and you're listening to, to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast. Podcast. Salty, Salty Utah, Utah Queens. Queens. Honestly, they're fucking firing on all cylinders during this reunion and they're and I'm now seeing the dynamics that are going to come together and I think play out over future seasons and I'm so on board and here for it all. Yeah, and I'm really happy that Mary got like a lot of screen time in this in this specific episode. Me too. I don't feel like I she really clarified much. No, but I loved it. <laughs> but I love it and I'll take it. And it's great. <laughs> my I, my favorite part of the whole episode, I just have to say, is Meredith at one point goes, the next person to say something about my family, you are not my friend. And there's a silence. Then you just hear Mary go, thank you. <laughs> Wait, also, Meredith spoke three times she in was, total. She was like, she's, she's out channeling. to lunch. She's channeling. Yeah. She's, like, she's she was, busy. She's confronting the void like internally mm-hmm. and is like processing something that we cannot be an audience to no but something is going on internally yeah. for her and she is battling she's in like an internal battle of like some of the greatest demons of her life so she cannot be present during these reunions because she is She's like the cell where she's like she's gone into like a neither world. <laughs> she's 
Meredith Marks is astral projecting for like three fourths of this episode. She's like she's astral projected to like Ohio or where the fuck Seth <laughs> is, and they're and they're like making love. <laughs> Seth is like possessed. She's like possesses Seth's body in like Akron or wherever the fuck he lives, and they're yeah, like yeah, and jerks off. Like that's how they've actually been like resolving their marriage issues is Meredith learned to astral project to Ohio inhabit Seth's body and then cause him to jerk off but it really is like they're having sex but yeah. she's experiencing sex with him like firsthand mm-hmm. as him having sex with himself she's like it's a pandemic you know it's long distance we're separated so like we have to find ways to stay close during a pandemic mm-hmm. It begins, the episode begins with Andy, there's like a little break, and Andy goes, ah, oh, Lisa Rinna just texted me to say, tell the Salt Lake City ladies I'm a huge fan. And they all go, Power oh. move. I know. Also, Lisa Rinna just like, le- like cementing that relationship with Andy Cohen at all costs. Oh, and yeah. letting everyone know that she's at the top of the fucking food chain. That they have a textual relationship. They have a textual relationship where like, they are back and forth at all times. And also, that was just a way to let her... Let all the other Real Housewives of Beverly Hills who may be watching at this time know where they stand. Totally. They, it went beyond just a sort of slightly condescending compliment. It was like inception levels. It's in a shockwave through the TV and into me. And I, I go, oh. You oh, know okay. Kyle Richards went, when she saw that. <laughs> Kathy Hilton. Wow. Kyle Richard said had no choice and the only way she could deal with her anger was to go out and buy a hideous blazer. And do a split. <laughs> Every time a- Kyle feels furious, she gets online, finds the ugliest fucking blazer she can possibly buy, buys it, and then does the splits. <laughs> right in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> and her daughters walk in, they go, Mar- or Mauricio walks in and he goes, Ugh. Wow. Wow, you get mad again? Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad. Mary's up on the chopping block this episode, and Andy's like, let's they get into take it. Her to task. Can you explain to us this whole, like, odor removal? Well, it's all in leading up to a conversation about the conversation the about the hospital smelling Jen comment. Yeah, and and truly everything. But we get like a big super cut of Mary footage. And then Andy's like, so why and how did you get your sweat glands removed? And then Mary explains her affliction that caused her to have boils over 75% of her body. And that's biblical. Mary that was like truly received, Mary like, is Job. Mary received <laughs> one of the ten plagues. But like, is her body okay? Like, did it recover from that? Like, do you get scars from boils, or do they just like heal up and go away? I mean, I feel like maybe they're probably gone. But like, it sounded pretty gnarly and like supernatural. Yeah, and we had looked this up on the podcast, and like. We dug into it on some bonus episodes and like podcast episodes. So this was not a surprise to me. I was already in the know of her boil journey, but like I was still taken aback. The condition is called hydronitis and it apparently is like an autoimmune thing where your body attacks through your sweat glands and it manifests on the skin as she says. And she goes, she goes, I got boils as big. One of, one of them as big as an egg. 
And I was like, oh God, like, and they get really pussy. So it's sounded very painful. So like, I think it seems like it was genuinely, according to Mary, like a real ailment that she was battling. Look, I'm like, if you've gotten a literally an egg shaped boil, you've lived through a live a a biblical plague that caused egg boils all over your body. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, get those glands removed, honey. Get the glands removed. Get, get all the designer clothes. Like, get your face done. Like, do whatever it takes. Like, you've earned it. Mm-hmm. I love Heather. Ever the girl boss. Ever the entrepreneur. She goes, I mean, I want to market it. Can you? <laughs> she goes, can you get them just taken out so you don't have BO? And Mary just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, believe me, I tried. I love that. It comes to the comment about when Mary said that Jen smelled like a hospital because she was visiting her aunt who had her legs amputated. And Jen goes, here's the headline. She goes, the day that we met that night for dinner, I didn't even go to the hospital that day. So Mary may have just been making a comment. I believe that she has phantom hospitals. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. I think that that's a real thing. Like sometimes it does smell like hospital. And And in the midst of this? And yeah. it was just really bad timing to make a hospital comment. And in the midst of this, you just hear Lisa go, I hate hospitals. <laughs> Lisa is on fire this episode. <sighs> An but icon if there really ever was one. Through, she yeah. gets put through the mental health ringer. And I'm actually worried about her because I don't know if she can Hack take it. it. And we'll get, we'll get to that because I have a lot of opinions. But I agree. It. I'm worried too. Mary is a true master manipulator which we kind of knew but she really cements that over and over and they get into her 7-eleven comment that she had made and she she's a she's a flip-flopper she'll she kind of backtrack and then completely backtrack then say it again then backtrack in a different direction and then apologize for it but then also say she never said it it's like you never you actually will never know what she said or yeah. what she was thinking or where she stands on anything it's very like extremely confusing and and jarring i think for anyone dealing with this but she they press her about her comments about like mary says she I mean, it sound, from what we saw on tape, she did say... When I see a group of black guys hanging out outside of a 7-Eleven, I get scared. That's like what she said at the luncheon. And, and Jen then, asked her to clarify that, and then she kind of was like, yeah. And then, so they're talking about that, and this is the one, one of the three times that Meredith pipes up during filming. She goes, my interpretation when I left the luncheon was that she didn't mean that. And then just sits back. And I was like, wow, Meredith, thanks for weighing in. Yeah, she goes, I left that lunch think interpreting it as Mary feels uncomfortable seeing a group of sketchy people outside a convenience store. And it had nothing to do with race. And then she just sits back and she's like. She goes back into astral yeah. jack off. And Mary's like, thank you, Meredith. Um, and Mary. Yeah, Mary go- says, like, it's not about race it's just about like she's and Andy's like did you have an experience that like were people like out of convenience like she said it's her greatest fear yeah and he kind of is like pressing her and then he's like do you I mean do you like 
do you have something against like black men? And then she's like, well, my taste is for, for white guys. And Andy goes, well, you're married to a black guy. And then Mary goes, well, he's white. Uh, and everyone was like, and I think she, and then sounds Lisa, like or someone was like, someone goes lighter skin. And she goes, oh yeah, lighter Lisa. skin. But I was like, yeah, but I'm like, like, I wished at that moment that I had been watching the episode with someone because I needed someone to, like, look at because... It was... Yeah, it was very it was, confusing. It was a shocking moment. I don't know. And Andy's is like, is he is he mixed race? Like, is he, you know, biracial? And, and she doesn't really... No, she says he's black. Yeah, it was it was kind of a stunningly confusing moment. And I I think it was just disorienting and no one really knew what to say. And Mary kind of didn't... She's like, but I do, my preference is white men. Mm. And they were like, all right. <laughs> I mean, what can you, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah. I don't even know what you say to that. I mean, there's like, a, obviously like a lot of colorism at play and like a lot to unpack mm-hmm. and like perhaps like internalized racism, but it also is like an uncomfortable situation, I think for a, a group of white people to talk to like the one black woman about that mm-hmm. and try and like unpack it and confront it. It's just like maybe too much for like a housewives reunion. Well, Jen, I think because Jen does have black sons, her husband's like, I think she's more, she's fired up about it and rightly so. Yeah. And she's also a woman of, she's a woman of color. Like she's, you know, she's, she's not white. So she's like trying to sort of, but then she Mary just deflects that as well with Jen. Jen is like questioning her and then Mary just goes out of n- truly apropos of nothing. She goes, "Isn't your husband a racist?" <laughs> Jen's like, "Jen goes, I Literally don't really know." No. She goes, "No, I don't." She goes, "I p- don't say any don't bring that into my like don't bring my husband into this." Like yeah, it really it like, was Why of, would you even say that? Like that makes no sense. It was And then Mary backtracks. She does the classic Mary thing where she says something inflammatory and then tries to clarify it, but makes it more confusing and then completely backtracks and rewrites history. And she goes, I love all black men. I love them all. My husband is black. My sons are black and I love black men. And I was like, okay. And then it's just like, where do you go from there? It's just confusing and nothing's resolved, but at least it's like you have that soundbite but you really don't know where she stands on no. anything and you don't know like what's going on in that head of hers. Mary had some, she's, she's a mystery. She's a true, it's a tornado of mystery. You can't pin her down. Mary refers to Whitney as little miss Barbie over here. <laughs> I was into people coming for Whitney. Cause I've had an, I've had a fuck enough. <laughs> That's a fuck enough. That's a fuck enough. Um, we also find out that Whitney and Mar- Heather only met three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, and they didn't know they were cousins until they met. So I was like, wait, you're not family then. I thought that they were like grew up Me together too. as they- cousins. They made it seem like that. And the way they like have aligned themselves with each other also make it seem like that. And then I was like, wait, we've been bamboozled by these two. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that and I think our listeners have noticed too because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. 
It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Jen, a lot of people are coming for Jen because she's been going fucking ham on social media just about everyone. Yeah. And the receipts from social media are out for her really coming for Mary. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like, according to Heather, Jen was relentless and cruel about Mary's situation. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but, like, she fought, like, she married her step-grandfather. Like, that is bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I, I entered this episode, like, being... I've always been like, that's fucking bizarre, and I can't believe we're like not really talking about it and just all acknowledging how fucking insane that is. But then after Mary kind of explained it, I was like, all right, like you got to do you. Yeah, I mean, Mary, she goes into it and she's like, she says, you can't go through 22 years of marriage and be happy, which I was like, wow, that's like a very, I don't know, like her whole explanation of like should we should we talk about that like her whole explanation of like how she it's not it wasn't really in the will yeah we'll talk about it and then we'll go back because there's more stuff oh no let's with, let's like, lisa and heather wait let's go between lisa and heather okay so people are kind of talking about like jen wilding out on social media and then we get into like the drama about whitney telling jen that mary told her that meredith and lisa were scared of her Right. And we find out that Mary basically just made that up Mm -hmm. and like was like, in my opinion, like it was her opinion that they were scared, but she told it to Whitney as fact. And so that's how Whitney ended up relaying that to Jen. And then Lisa just like fully starts to explode. She cursed. I've never heard her like like she's never. I don't think Lisa cursed once on this season. Yeah, and she hasn't, like, lost her cool this season. Like, she's been very, like, tempered. And she goes, my favorite, she goes, Whitney and Heather, bad weather. Spin the tornado, destroy. (laughs) (laughs) What a poem. A poet. I was like, you are a fucking writer, girl. Like, go off, Queen of Sundance. I love this. I love that. I was just imagining, like, Someone like a rec- a rec- a recording leaking to like radar of like Lisa berating her staff at like a Sundance thing, and I was imagining her like like snap like in this mode. You know that she's been like that with an underling. You know that Lisa's probably like a probably yells like this. Like it was it was yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't be like I don't think you can do a job like hers without screaming it a few. No, times. and I'm not saying it, but like you know, like it's just very much like she was sort of performing a bit for the camera this on the season of like always maintaining her cool. I do. I think Lisa has a big heart. And I think her heart's in the right place. Like I think that she wants to be the best version of herself and like the way that she goes about that is not necessarily the way I would Mm. go about that. But I believe that she's like a good person. I have to say Meredith seems prickly with Lisa. Like something. Yeah. I don't know like what's going on between them. I don't know what's going on in Meredith's head, period. Like, Same. I literally, Meredith Marks has become a true mystery. Yeah. Because Lisa explodes then at Heather for talking about Meredith's marriage. 
and like really comes for everyone that said anything about the marriage. She says the goddamn marriage, she says. The goddamn marriage. Get therapy other than Andy Cohen. Perpetual victim, perpetual victim is like what she just says over and over. About Heather. About and, Heather. And at one point Meredith goes, Lisa's my friend. And I was like, oh, okay. Like something I was, because I was sensing it in the other, in the previous episode, but I feel like Lisa see, thinks Heather is her best friend and Heather doesn't see it that way. Or Lisa thinks Meredith is her Me, best Mita friend. thinks, sorry, Meredith is her best friend and Meredith doesn't return that. There's something weird. There's either it happened off camera or like something happened. Like, but Meredith is very icy to Lisa. Yeah, they don't seem like as close. And like later when Lisa comes and sits down in front of her, Meredith is just kind of like, okay. Like what's yeah, happening? Yeah, I was really confused. I want to know. We must know. The goddamn marriage. Perpetual goddamn victim. Marriage. Perpetual victim. Andy Cohen is your therapist. And then we dig into Mary and the step-grandfather. So Andy asks her if there were any, like, or I guess someone wrote in and asked if there are any receipts when it comes to, like, a will or anything being said, like, written in stone. Like, this is what you need to do. Right. And Mary says, no, there wasn't. Her grandmother just told her on her deathbed that she wanted her to marry Robert Sr. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they prayed on it for two years and then decided it was God's will for them to get married. Meredith or Mary was also married before. Yeah. And she she got married at 19. And I think her husband, it's, I think she was almost going to say her husband cheated on her, but it didn't. She didn't. She said irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that was ta- I love when she goes, that was taken out of content. <laughs> Cutie. And then they, Andy also asked her, like, he's trying to clarify, like, Charlinda's role in everything. He's like, so you married, when you married Robert Sr., you then got access to your grandmother's inheritance. And she was like, yes. And so that kind of explained her money thing. And he was like, so, but your grandmother's sister. No, her grandmother's, grandmother's brother's, daughter brother's daughter is Charlinda. Cleans your house. And Mary's like, yeah. Uh, she, yeah, she and cleans her mother. my house and her mother. And she goes, I have a huge, I have a huge, huge house. They have a tiny, tiny little apartment. So I they clean my the house, apartment? I pay their rent. And honestly, I, I, I only want family to clean my house. She goes, I'd rather have family <laughs> cleaning my house than any other. And everyone's just like, <laughs> whoa. I love it. She goes, yeah, Andy's and her mother. <laughs> only relatives. And then she, Andy's like, are you, are you physical with Robert Sr.? And she's like, no, not for the last few years. And he goes, do you sleep in the same bed? And she goes, no. And she starts I kind of that. tearing up. And she goes, you can't go through 22 years of marriage and be happy. And she goes, and the Chanel bags, the Chanel and the designer. And, the, and she starts crying about that. Rot. She's like, he gives me these designer bags and things. And it really shows that he loves me. And I was like, you know what? This arrangement fucking works, clearly. Yeah. I wrote, I weirdly believe her I do too. And like, I buy it. This was the one time I truly, really believe Mary. Like, yeah. I think her and Andy was like, are you in love with him? And she's like, I think I am. And I was like, all right. That works for me. That works for her. I mean, it her. gives me the clarity that I was seeking. 
And actually, I feel like probably out of everything that comes out of Mary's mouth, the most clear on this relationship now. Very lucid, very like, you know, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a little, it's, but it's, it's honest. And I think she's basically just saying like, they have love, they have love for each other. Mm -hmm. They're, they're companions. They see it as like almost like a God given job to be with each other. And I guess Mary's grandmother was much older than Robert Sr. And so she wanted him to be married to like a younger person that would take care of him the way he took care of her. And we find out that Robert Sr. is really only 18 years older than Mary, which is, I thought he was much older than that. And then Andy's like, well, it's the same. That's the same age difference as Whitney and her husband. And then Whitney goes, Whitney goes, yeah. And amen. If you're happy, that is all that matters. <laughs> I was literally like, shut the fuck up, Whitney. <laughs> then I started coming back to reality because I'm like, oh, wait, she is a cult leader. Yeah. I mean, I re- she's like a performance artist slash like a magician, like magic with a CK. That's what cult leaders are. They're truly magicians. Yeah. Like I was like, you can't, you can't trust a thing that she says. Yeah. Because she is like, and Andy's like, you know. Andy kind of blatantly is like, people say your church is a cult. And she's like, yes, I've heard that. And then Mary, she goes, I mean, we believe the same things as Mormons believe. And then Lisa goes, <laughs> and Heather goes, yeah, people, like, a lot of people think Mormonism is a cult. And Lisa goes, I am not in a cult. I am not in a cult. I am not in a cult. <laughs> okay. All right. And then Mary says that she doesn't, like Andy kind of presses into like how what her money situation is like how she has so much of it Andy's a really good interviewer this was great I was like I was shocked that he asked these questions because I thought a lot of this stuff I guess I don't watch like as much housewives as one might think I watch to have a podcast that talks about like bravo shows and reality tv but like I mean I watch like Roni and Beverly Hills and then I watch this one but I I just haven't seen him really like press into people like this especially about just like internet rumors yeah no he's 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 has his producer hat on yeah he also it's clear that andy like wants to be done mm-hmm. he's like he's like the whole time he's like gotta wrap this up and mary says she doesn't spend the church any of the church's money and that robert senior is just a saver and she got her grandmother's inheritance. Yeah, she says they have restaurants. They have like a mortgage company. I was just like, I don't believe. I think I, I don't Shell companies. Yeah, yeah, I think she's. But you know what? I hope we get more. And then we also hear that she like, there was a recording of her like yelling at her, her uh, congregation and telling them that they were all like poverts. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that uh, where she was like, you're poor and stingy because they didn't get her anything for her birthday. And that's when she said it was taken out of content. And she was actually talking about like Jesus saying that like her explanation was very confusing. And I was like, oh, you're lying. Like, totally. I fully believe I believe that they are taking they might have like a bunch of money from prior to like from like earlier but i think it's probably years of taking of tithing church members at 10 percent. yeah because that's like 
typically what churches ask their congregation to give. Mm-hmm. So if you're taking 10% of 100 people's income, like, that's not nothing. And no. if you're doing that for 22, like, she and her husband have been married for 22, 23 years, and then he was married to the grandma for years beyond that. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. They're racking it up. They're, they're yeah. rolling in. <laughs> I want, like, a full IRS investigation. I believe that we'll probably get it eventually yeah, because I you think... can't be that fan. You can't, as the Judices proved, you can't be famous and being like shady financially behind no, the scenes and then get away something's, with it. Something's going to come about, but yeah, season two. I love Robert Sr.'s a saver. Yeah, he's a saver. Same. <laughs> yeah. We get into Heather's whole thing and I like Heather. I'm conflicted about Heather because... I, I mean, like she's a, what she's she, a bit of a shitster. She's a total shitster. I like what she presented on the same, show. She was same. very vulnerable and like I love all that. She, she spoke truth to like her experience in the Mormon religion and like what she was going through after getting divorced was very real and like she, I believe that she's had like a healing experience being on the show and like she says that a lot of people have reached out to her and like she's gotten the ability to like laugh at things. So she's had Rihanna a lot of reach out to her. She started yeah, crying like, corrective over that, experiences. I would cry. Yeah. And like she talks about her daughters and like how she's kind of raising them differently than how she was raised and like how she wants to talk frankly with them about sex. And she's like, She's like, I want them to be wild, have multiple partners, and get wasted. And I was like, okay, well, let, let's slow down here a little yeah. bit. And Mary yeah, is that... shocked and appalled. <laughs> Whitney was like, <laughs> Whitney was like, hell yeah, but hell yes. Yeah, that was that was like a little. I was a, like, I get one of your kids to live and like fall down and learn how to get up and like, you know. Have life experiences. Have life experiences. And like, you know, they're going to learn lessons and stuff. But her being like, I want them to basically like fuck a lot and like. Be like drunk sluts. I was like, no, I actually like don't. That's not like a goal that I would. No, I mean, if I was a parent, I'd be like, I know you're going to drink. Just be responsible. And like, you know, if there if there's comes a point where I feel like there's it's taking it too far, like I'm going to put my foot down. But like, I, I know that you're like, I'd be realistic. I think there's a thing difference between being realistic and like encouraging your kids to like, I know what she's saying. I knew, I understand the sentiment I know and I think it, yeah. she, it came out a little awkwardly. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I agree. And everyone kind of says and agree or like Lisa says that Heather's ego has been the most inflated since this show like was produced and then came mm-hmm. out. And then we kind of dig into, so then we get into the beef between Heather and Lisa, where Lisa claimed on the show that she had never met Heather. She like doesn't know her. But then we find out that Lisa had recommended Heather for the show to producers. Yeah. But this was very confusing. I was confused too, because apparently they clearly went to BYU together. They went to Brigham Young. So like they knew, they ran in like, or at the same time as each but they, other. But they definitely like r- ran in similar social circles, I think. Because they had mutual friends. So like I think they knew of each other. And so maybe... But then Lisa brings up a text message to show from 2017 where she wrote, I'm so excited to finally meet you in person. 
So, like, did they know about each other but just had never met? I think it was probably they knew of each other but, like, weren't, like, close. But, like, Lisa probably, from being, like, a Mormon, and it sounds like Heather was part of, like, Mormon royalty, I think, like, you would know of this person and be like, oh, yeah, like, I went to college with them and, like, know of them and know what they're up to now just because of, like, being part of this religious group. But, like, I don't know her, know her. Like, I've never met her. But, like, I could see recommending someone just being like, wow, she's, like, been through it all. She's divorced. She has this amazing, like, Botox and beauty business. Like, she could be a good candidate to be on the show. Like, I can see how Lisa would put it together and say, like, that. And I don't think I don't think she's really trying to be as sketchy as she was made to, as it came across when she was like, I don't really know her. Yeah, I think, and I think Heather was like... I think that got blown out of proportion and that was more of Heather's insecurities. I agree with you. I think Heather was like kind of putting a, projecting a little and I think it was, I think Lisa was sort of getting flustered so it wasn't coming out as like clear, with the clarity that we were maybe hoping for with this moment. But I think... I think Lisa was telling the truth. I think Heather was maybe using it a little bit against Lisa and like trying to, I think, I don't know. I think Heather. And I think Heather's really insecure about Jen and Lisa's friendship. And so that has bled into Mm -hmm. her interactions with Lisa where she is like, well, my best friend like desperately wants to be friends with this person. I'm nervous that like they're going to abandon me to like, be friends with this woman who then claims that she doesn't even know me when she like recommended me for this show. So like, why would she say that? And she clearly hates me. And she's like gotten in her own head about it and built it up to be this huge thing that it's actually Which, like, not. I've been there. Everyone's been there where that, where yeah, it's like totally. someone they see socially, like is sort of like a little dismissive of them or like kind of, you feel like there's, they just don't want to know you and you're just kind of like, what? And you, and mm-hmm. you start getting, so I get, I get Heather, but I think, and you're like, they, they fucking, fucking hate, hate me. me. They think they I'm d- so stupid. Like, when blah, really blah, blah. they but like probably just your... don't. They actually, they don't it's care. like they didn't even remember yeah. the interaction. Yeah, I think Heather's taking it a little far. In this moment, I see it's so, I feel like so many women on these shows go through what Heather's going through, where it's like you start filming at a place in your life where you're insecure about a lot of things and you are in need of like a corrective healing experience. Then you get that. You also get like validation and fame and like you're celebrated for being yourself. And then you really start to buy into your own bullshit and think like, oh, you know, I've actually been seeing it right this whole time. Like everyone is team Heather. Like I'm fucking like, I fucking know what the deal is. And then you get like really high on your own horse and then it's High just on your like, own supply, baby. It's no good yeah, from there. I think- yeah. Because I see Heather doing that, in the, especially in the break part of this episode, where I was like, you're fucking talking out of your ass, Heather. You don't even know what you're saying I agree. I, I was... Talk about, talk about the Reba theme song. Hey! <laughs> I'm a survivor. Which, like, she is. She is, like... Heather is all the things... Yeah, I don't discount. We all see Heather as this strong, you know, self-deprecating very strong like smart sat like we all see all the things that but i think i think lisa is right that she's like a little bit high in her own supply and she's she now is like the character that she's sort of portraying now is getting to her head a little and she's like 
maybe has a little bit revisionist history with some stuff. I think so. And I think she also, I mean, like she and Whitney are definitely a unified force. Like that to the point where they've fooled us into thinking that they were like thick as thieves, like basically like sisters this entire time when we find out that they're very like newish friends and they have each other's back no matter what. And so Heather feels confident because she'll have Whitney taking her back when anyone tries to like come for Mm. her. And yeah, I just think like she still has a lot of insecurities that she's trying to mask with this, like, like calling other people out. Totally. And she's been like, she talks about like, she's been abandoned. A lot of her friends dropped her. Like she has a lot of pain and trauma. And I, and I, I don't know what that's like to go through what she went through. So like, I have a Mm -hmm. lot of empathy for her. And like, I, I'm, I think she's, like I would love like Heather would be fun to hang out with. I know like she'd probably be someone that I would like totally be friends with. But I also see Lisa's point. And I think Heather needs to like take a breath and like maybe remember that it's not like the worst thing is when and we see it all the time. She needs to do a grounding exercise. But the worst <laughs> thing is when we she does. But the worst thing in these and especially in the housewives is when the the carrot when the the person starts acting like they're on the show when the cameras aren't rolling. And like, that's when things mm-hmm. start getting bad. Like you saw it, you kind of see it with like Sonia and like some, like, you know, you sort of lose yourself a little and it's just, it's just going to happen naturally with some people. I think it's, and it's, I don't, I don't blame, like, I don't, I understand why it would happen, but I, I worry that Heather's going to like veer into that a little like Bethany. Yeah. Bethany. I think is sort of Heather adjacent is sort of a spiritually like a Bethany type of being like independent, self-made, you know, like blah, 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 entrepreneur, Entrepreneur. self-deprecating, funny, quick, sexy, but also like can laugh at herself. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah. And I think, but Bethany never really, I think Bethany, Bethany was scrappier because Heather, didn't she get like a big settlement? from her no she did but i just mean bethany like she was annoying in a lot of ways and like was very dramatic and like continues to be questionable on social media but it always seemed like bethany was in on the game a little like she was in on that she was on Mm -hmm. a show and i think at least in my opinion i could be probably a lot of people are disagreeing with me right now but i don't think i worry when someone stops forgetting that it's a show yeah and you need to remove, like, Luann got it, bought her, was high in her own supply. You have to, like, mm-hmm. that's your downfall on the housewives. Absolutely. And, like Lisa said, like, you need a therapist other than Andy Cohen. And I think that was actually, like, a very astute observation yeah. of, like, you cannot <laughs> allow, like, while this experience is healing in a lot of ways, you cannot allow that to be, like, the thing that heals you like you actually have to do the psychological work to heal yourself yeah because this is just noise at the end of the this is your Andy job Cohen is funny and and like we you know he's given us a lot of joy but like he's a fucking producer gay guy he's not a, he's a producer you work for him no he like wants you, you to be this is your job and people enjoy what you do at your job but that doesn't mean that like now that you have fans and people enjoy you that like 
everything is great in your life and you're the end all be all know everything but it's like it's always fascinating to watch because it is such like a it's a rise it's the classic tale as old as time like a rise to stardom and then absolute delusion and then the downfall and it seems like heather's she could stop on that she could turn around she could yeah but it definitely seemed like it was happening here. Heather says it's it's been amazing that like she goes I feel like I've become like kind of a a a voice for the community. And Andy's like what kind of and she's like well I mean like gay Mormons, ex-Mormons, which I get like people see they feel like she's sort of um living like giving like a secular yeah, Mormon and and existence. and Lisa chimes in and she goes she goes Yes, I, I, I have the same effect with people. She goes, especially with LGBTQIA people who are Mormon. You know, they, they want to sip tequila and have cocktails too. LGBTQIA. The LGBTQIA community. Love that. I love. And I was actually like, I think that the show did open my mind more to Mormonism because I my experience of it and I said this like early on when we started potting about the show but like I was always raised to believe like growing up in like a southern baptist church that like Mormonism was Mm -hmm. a cult and they were all insane and they just like married multiple wives and then like had a thousand children so like to see representation that takes that down a notch and is like it's just another religion like anything else and they're they're not and you're not insane if you're a Mormon was like great for sure and I really, truly, like, Lisa, I think, is my favorite person Me on the too. show. Me too. And <laughs> I fucking love her so much. And when Heather got really attacky with my queen, I was starting to get furious. She goes, the more you talk, the more you crucify yourself. So go for it, sis, Heather says. I was like, okay. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I... People, I got confused as to what they were even fighting about because I think that at this point they were just throwing, like they were just saying things to each other and like the whole point of the argument got lost. Like Andy's like, okay, we're going to take a break and like you guys do whatever and then we'll resume filming and like we're going to take five. And then Whitney's like, I am very hungry and then goes over to like Mary to talk to her. And then the cameras just keep rolling because Heather and Lisa are still just like fighting like the show is happening. It's revealed that Lisa refers to social media as social, which is like so fucking like so PR, PR. advertisement. Like it's Emily in Paris. AF. It's truly <laughs> marketing. I loved it. And Lisa goes, I don't feed On the social? blogs. I don't feed the blogs. And Heather's like. Yes, you do. You've been found out. So apparently Lisa and like Jen go to the blogs and like help tag team, which is like, whatever. It's the game. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? That you're on a fucking show like this is you want to have attention. It's the attention economy. If you're not doing that, you're not doing Housewives right. And they keep they, they just keep fighting. It's kind of and there's like all this commotion going on. The crew's rearranging and they're just they're just on stage going at it together. I'm obsessed that Andy can just tune it out and like text. Like he's literally sitting in the middle of them as they're screaming at each other and like not even engaging. I mean, he's so used to it. And someone is like, yeah, Heather's like, Andy, do you love this? And he goes, it's my life. And then goes back to texting. He's like texting his baby. Yeah. 
Lisa got walk. Lisa is just walk pacing around the set. At one point, she sits in front of Mer- Lisa or Meredith, and Meredith is like not giving it. To- she's not giving her anything, kind of. But so this is what was confusing to me because it's like I feel like Heather is really out of pocket when she's like, "You were not a good friend to Meredith. Like you didn't uh, defend her in the way that she should have been defend. Like speaking for Meredith, which I'm like, you're out of your fucking mm-hmm. element right now. Like you don't know. Like why are you assuming? Yeah. Like this all just seems like assumption, like baseless claims, it's... and like it's also none of your fucking business. Like. If Meredith has a problem, let her speak the fuck up. Like, it's not like you're not the queen of this show. Okay. Yeah. And like, I feel very much like Heather feels like she's the fucking queen. She does of the now. Show. And I think at one point, Meredith is just kind of like doing without saying it is like, I'm disengaging from the conversation. And Whitney goes, Whitney just keeps going. I need a shot. I need a shot. I, I really like a I shot. I really need and a she shot. Goes, I'm going to go have I one. And then Meredith goes. fuck it i'll have one too she like goes off stage with her and they like totally go and like free base what was also weird i think lisa had something where she said to she said this to heather and i don't think anyone like clocked it but she was like and i think it's when the cameras were rolling and she's talking about like heather's ego or whatever and she's like you can either be mousy or you can be mouthy you can't be Mm -hmm. both and I was like, ooh, that's like a fucking yeah. stinger. But, Damn. But I liked that. Like, mousy. She goes, I, she goes I'm mouthy. Read. I'm definitely not mousy. All right. You don't fucking come for the queen of Mm-mm. Sundance. Uh, if you take sheep shots, always expect a hangover. But Lisa, she let it get to her and she started cracking and she started, which I'm like, I... It's a lot. You're on, you're in like, there's a pandemic. You're on stage. You're not used to being around people. You're like, it's hours and hours. It's like a 15 hour day. Just. And also this woman just keeps interrupting you over and over. Like she won't let you get a word in. Like she baits you and then interrupts you. And that would get really fucking annoying after a while. And then she's just yelling at you about literally like things that are not her business or place. She starts crying. She goes, I need my husband. I need to have a hug. And she goes, can someone get me John, please? And I was like, hell yes. And so she she exits (laughs) stage left. And then Meredith comes like, (laughs) like stumbling back. And you see Heather like kind of kissing up to Meredith a little. She's like, do you love this, Meredith? She's like, just sitting here fighting. And Meredith's like, what? she's Meredith has no idea what the fuck is going on. So Lisa on. goes back and John's waiting there and she starts crying to him. And she's like, she's like, she's obsessed with my best friend about Heather. And she goes, and what's she goes, Meredith is doing shit for me. Basically. She's like, she's just sitting there. Not, not defending me. And I was like, that's yeah. hell. Yeah. Say it. Meredith is go girl. Lisa, give us nothing. Love her. Hate her. She's truthful. Meredith is just in a tux dress. And where is know. she? No one knows. But she's not. She's not. No, she's in reunion. another plane. Ha- Meredith has mentally left the building. So it ends with Lisa. A question like they all settle back and, and Andy's like, is Lisa going to be joining us? So we don't know if Lisa. Lisa's like, I can't do this again. I can't continue. She'll come back. Yeah, she'll come back. I love, though, when it's like, will they yeah. or won't they walk out the show? But Lisa's definitely Ugh, secured God. herself in season two. Oh, for sure. And I feel like season two is going to be Whitney and Heather against Meredith and Lisa. 
I'm obsessed with Jen. I'm like, Jen Shaw are fucking bust. Like, I, I'm... Tr- I don't know. I think it's going to be Heather, Meredith, and Whitney against Lisa. I think Lisa's going to be the odd man out next season. Really? Yeah. I feel Lisa being kind of the underdog next season. Meredith is too hard for me to call because she hasn't put... uh, She's a mystery. I'm just... I'm getting the vibes. I think Meredith is savvy and she's going to align herself with Heather because she knows the fans love Heather. That's what I think. All right. And I I just don't... And I think she has some weird thing against Lisa. I think something's happening. I think whether it's... I think it's still because Lisa hung out with Jen and like is now close with Jen. I think Meredith is like... Oh, yeah, and Jen did talk shit about her marriage. And so maybe that's what Heather means when she's like, you didn't stick up for Mer- you didn't stick up for Meredith to Jen, and then you still maintained a friendship with Jen yeah. after she said all this shit about Meredith. Okay, I see. I, I think see Meredith, I, so I think Meredith is slowly has, has turned on, on Lisa, and I think it's going to be Lisa and Jen versus all. Dom. Which is. I'd be into that. And Mary is just going to be continuing. Mary will definitely come back. Yeah. I mean, Mary is like fantastic because she doesn't have to align with anyone. Mm-hmm. She's like cemented herself as neither odd man out or in the group. She just is. Mm-hmm. She's her own entity. Can't wait for part three. I know. It's, it's a good, the men come in next time. Yeah. But it's 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 been great. I'm so pleased with this. We just know, I'm just feeling so good about where it's going. So yeah, I feel like vindicated. Like the choice to pod about this series, like it all makes sense now. Yeah, it unfolded in a really delightful way. It did. I'm team fucking Lisa for life. Me too. I'm, I'm... team Jen, even though she's a messy queen. I'm team. Mary, even though she's a magician, I'm team Meredith, even though she is. Yeah, I'm team Meredith, too. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love what she I love what she brings and what she doesn't bring. I like love it I all. love Heather. I love Heather, too. I like her business. All. I don't like Whitney that much. I don't I hate, I don't hate Whitney, but I do not like her. Amen. Amen. If you are happy, that is all that matters. If you are happy, that is all that matters. I'm ready for people to, like, also, why isn't anyone, I guess, like, Whitney confronted Jen and said all that shit because she had to stir the pot so you can't really, like, talk, like, break the fourth wall in that way. But I feel like not enough people have shit on Whitney in this reunion for my liking. And I hope that they, like, turn the tables on her in part three. Me too. Um, Guys. Tune in next week for the season finale, full finale of Salty Utah Queens. And don't rest assured we will be back with another series very shortly after. We're brainstorming. We're putting our heads together. We're figuring out our next steps. And be sure to keep up with Carrie on social at eCario. Keep up with Lara on social at Lars Marie. Join the Patreon. We have weekly bonus episodes released every Saturday. They are super lol. Patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. Um, yeah. Love and light. Love and light, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save 